Hi, this is Mark Brady. I'm the pastor at Anchor Faith Church in Valdosta, Georgia. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. We believe it will bless you and minister to you. I get ready to receive a word from God. Romans chapter 8, verse 5 says, For those who live according to the flesh, they have their minds set on the things of the flesh. And we're talking about believers. This passage is written to and talking about believers. So we're not talking about a sinful capacity. We're talking about a carnal capacity. There's three states of individuals in the world, three states of minds in the world. There's the lost, there's the carnal, there's the spiritual. The lost doesn't know God. The carnal has been introduced to God and the spiritual reflects God. The lost hasn't yet come into contact with the ways of God. When you come into the kingdom, your mind still has to be renewed. We're transformed by the what? Renewing of our minds. That renewal process gets us into a position where we quit responding to the flesh and we start responding to the spirit. Carnal always responds to the flesh. I am spiritual, new person, new creation in Christ Jesus. But my mind is catching up to who I already am. My mind's got to catch up. My mind's got to get there. And a carnal mind, he says here, when we live according to the flesh, we have our minds set on the things of the, of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit have their minds set on the things of the spirit. Living spiritually means that I have to first think spiritually. I've got to think spiritually. Spiritual living is not an option for the church. It's the only way it ought to be. Spiritual living. And once again, we see the contrast between the spiritual, the spirit, and the flesh. I can live out of my flesh, my former life. I can live out of my spirit, my new life. And you still have that option. God's not going to make you, even though you've confessed Jesus as Lord, even though you have given your life to him by salvation, he's not going to make you live according to the Spirit. That's why Paul's writing the the church of Galatia, and he's saying, you chose to come into this thing by the Spirit. Now you have to continue to choose to live this thing out by the Spirit. It's a constant flow. It's a constant decision. It's a constant dedication of my life that I'm living from the Spirit, not the flesh. It goes on to say in verse 6, Now the mindset of the flesh is death. So he lets you know how this thing pays out. He lets you know what the product will be depending on who you give your life to. If you give your life to the flesh, to thinking on the flesh, the mind of the flesh... And you're going to produce results that are going to lead to death, lead to separation. The wages of sin is death. The mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset of the spirit is life and peace. Life is what it is, and then peace is the quality of that life. So God makes sure you don't just come alive. He makes sure you live life to the fullest. The thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy, but I have given you life and what? 
life more abundantly. So not just life, but there's a quality of life you ought to expect. And don't, ex- don't accept anything less than that. He doesn't say, I'm going to bring you to life, but barely living, barely getting along, barely figuring it out, barely scraping by. No, he says life and what? Life more abundantly. To him who can do what? Exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. And he wants to give you life, but not just living a life. He wants to give you peace in that life. What good is life if it's surrounded by anxiety? What good is life? What good is living if I'm not living up to the quality that he wants me to live? So the mind of the spirit, the mind set on the things of the spirit is life and peace. The mindset of the flesh is hostile to God because it does not submit to God's law. It is unable to do so. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. A life pleasing to God is a life submitted to the Spirit. A life sensitive to the Spirit. A life that responds to the Spirit. It doesn't please God when we respond out of our flesh. Even though we're born again, even though we're in the kingdom, even though we've experienced the new life. He says, now respond from the new life. Don't respond as you did. Don't respond as you were. Respond from the Spirit. You, who out, you, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. The Passion Translation reads it this way. Those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. See, the flesh, how, how do I know if I'm living out of the flesh? Are you always getting your need met? Your need to have and your need to know and your need to be and your need to sound and your need to feel or all those needs. Yes, God wants to meet your needs, but not the needs that compromise his purpose and compromise his plan for your life and for those that you're supposed to come into contact with. There are some needs that we need to let go of. We've created a needy church, the consumeristic church. Come on. A church that has had the flesh petted. The flesh feels comfortable while the spirit on the inside is uncomfortable. I don't know about you. I want to sit in services that make my flesh uncomfortable and make my spirit man rise up and say, this is the life. This is the way. This is how it should be. I'd rather sit in a service where every single toe is stepped on. Every single cow is tipped. Every single thought is squashed, challenged, confronted rebuked I want my flesh uncomfortable as can be I don't like that I don't like that it's going too long they started too early the lights are too dark let my flesh die let your flesh die get rid of it shrink it off 
Quit giving your flesh such a say-so in the ruling and dealings of life. The flesh produces nothing for you. Those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves, but those who live by the impulses of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit, are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. For the mind set of the flesh is death, but the mindset controlled by the Spirit finds life in peace. Finds life in peace. In fact, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan and refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot. Refuses to submit to God's direction. It's hostile to the plan of God. For many of us, the hindrance that's keeping us from the plan and purpose of God being revealed in our lives is simply our flesh. You just can't get past your convenience level. You can't get past your needs and your want-tos. You can't get past the comfort zones. Wander into places that cause your flesh to shrink back. Get in an environment that says, I don't know about this. <laughs> Good. That's a great place to start when you stop knowing everything. I don't know how to do that, and I don't know how to beat that, and I don't know how to go there, and I don't know how to, how to, good. Just the need to know is killing the purpose on the inside of you. It refuses to submit, it cannot, for no matter how hard they try, God finds no pleasure, no matter how hard they try. And man, we try. You've tried in the flesh. You've tried. You've tried to love that person in the flesh as much as you could. You've tried to forgive and forget. You've tried to press in. You've tried to do this and do that. You've tried to be more obedient. You've tried and the striving and the trying Living out of the flesh just wears you out. It burns you out. Many a believer have been lost to the control of the flesh. It's called religion. Religion tries and tries and tries. Religion sounds like and feels like and looks like, but it never is. Hypocrites never intend to be what they pretend to be. They never really intend to follow the Lord. They just want to look the part. Just want to sound right. It's all generated and motivated by a need for the flesh. The flesh. The flesh. No matter how hard they try, God finds no pleasure with those who are controlled by the flesh, but when the Spirit of Christ empowers your life, you're not dominated by the flesh, by the Spirit. See, what you surrender to is what you become dominated by. What you surrender to is what you become dominated by. 
who's got the dominating voice in your life, who's got the dominating control in your life, who's got the dominating direction in your life. Does fear dominate? You know, I've found people follow fear much quicker than they follow faith. People follow the flesh much faster. Why? Because it's appealing. It looks attractive in the season. Even sin, for a while, is pleasing. But in the end, it always leads to death. Why eat a piece of fruit that you were directly forbidden to eat from? Because it's appealing. Without a mind stayed on the Spirit, without a mind controlled and dominated by the Spirit, over time, you gave the flesh control. That serpent, that snake didn't take anything in that garden. Didn't steal anything. It was handed over. It was a mind dominated by the flesh. Always yields what rightfully belongs to you. trade the love of God that's shed abroad in your heart for hate. You trade the peace of God in Christ Jesus. It's supposed to guard and protect your mind and your heart. Keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on Him. To trade that peace for anxiety and worry. The mind and a life dominated by the flesh. But when we can learn this great practice of surrender, on my knees, I surrender. All I am, all I have, all I've done, all I think I need, All I think I want, I can surrender that. I can yield that. Then I move into being dominated by the Spirit of God. Not in a controlling and forceful way, but because you've yielded, now He gets to call the shots. And your response time, response time, response time. Spirit of Christ empowers your life. You're not dominated by the flesh, but by the Spirit. If you are not joined to them, joined to the Spirit of the Anointed One, you're not of Him. Stand up with me. I'll read this out of the Passion and then we're going to wrap this up. Verse 5, it reads, Those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves, but those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. Verse 6, 
for the sense and reason of the flesh. The sense reason of the flesh is death. But the mindset controlled by the Spirit finds life and peace. For the sense and reason. I think that's the first thing the Lord wants to deal with tonight. The sense and the reason. The sense and the reason. Can we yield Him our minds tonight. We surrender our thoughts. We surrender. See, whoever has your mind has your life. Whoever has your mind has your life. So every head bowed, every eye closed, every hand surrendered to Jesus. We surrender now. We surrender now this mind. Surrender now these thoughts of what it's supposed to look like and thoughts of where I was supposed to be and thoughts of what I'm supposed to do. We surrender our reasoning and our logic. We surrender our education. We surrender the impulses that life has taught us to respond to. We surrender the motivations and the needs in our thinking. We thought we needed that but you don't. We thought we were supposed to say it this way, but you're not. Your thought and your thinking is keeping you from the Spirit. Your thinking according to the flesh is keeping you from living according to the flesh. Father, tonight we yield and surrender our minds to you, our sense and our reason our sense and our reason, the need to know, the need to understand. No, for the things of the Spirit are not naturally discerned, but spiritually understood, spiritually comprehended. You want to take us deeper than what our natural reason can comprehend. You want to take us further than what our cognitive capacity can produce. This is not something you can study in a book. This is not something you can be taught. This is only caught. This is only caught by the Spirit of God and the wind of the move of the Spirit. And he says, I'm sending my wind. I'm pouring out my Spirit upon all flesh. And your thinking will be renewed. Your thought life will be restored. Kingdom thinking kingdom thinking. He says, I'm stretching your capacity to believe. He says, I'm stretching your capacity to believe that I can heal, believe that I can restore, believe that I can renew, believe that I can move in your life, believe that I can heal that marriage, believe that I can take away that anxiety, believe. I'm stretching your capacity to believe, but I have to take away your need to know. Come on, if that's you right now, just give it to him. Give him the need to know. Give him the need to comprehend. Give him the need. Surrender it now. Surrender it now. Surrender it now. 
Shatana Mandosto Brangadiste Kende. Shetana Mando Dosto. For your comprehension is compromising the move of the Spirit. Your comprehension. Those Pharisees, those Sadducees, they could not comprehend, they could not reconcile the natural with the spiritual. The Lord's saying tonight, I'm going to do things that are going to be beyond your capacity to think with your mind. I'm going to go beyond your cognitive ability. I'm going to go beyond your schooling and your education. I'm going to go beyond what you've ever experienced. I'm going to go beyond what you ever thought I could do. Because the glory of the latter house will be greater than the former house. You've seen nothing yet. Quit trying to compare it. Quit trying to manufacture it. Quit trying to conjure it up. Quit trying to make it happen on your own. Quit trying to meet with this person and, and talk to these people and, and set up this program. Let my spirit direct you, says the spirit of the Lord. It's not going to come from another program. It's not going to come from another service. It's not going to come if I just study more, if I just do more, if I just attend more. No, yield. Yield your mind to the Holy Spirit. Yield your thinking. Yield your sense and your reasoning. He gave you senses and reasoning, but not to block the move of God, but to allow the move of God to intersect because he will give you creative ways. He will speak to you and show you in your mind what it's supposed to look like, what it's supposed to sound like, what it's supposed to feel like, how it's supposed to go, when it's supposed to start, when it's supposed to end. But it's not going to come from your capacity. It's going to come beyond your capacity. For I'm doing a new thing, says the Lord. Doing a new thing. And a new thing needs new thinking. Surrender. 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 And you have seen nothing yet but what is coming and what is on the way it will surpass natural thinking it will be exactly what people men have said could not be done and it couldn't be done in man's ability but anything is possible anything is possible I can touch any region. I can reach any demographic. Is anything too hard for God? Because what man calls impossible, I've already called possible. Just thank him for the word. Thank him for your word. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your word speaking to us in kind, speaking to us beyond our natural ability, beyond, 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 beyond. The anointing goes beyond. 
the anointing to break the yoke of bondage goes beyond. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. We trust you received a word from God. If you enjoyed this teaching, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes. By subscribing, you'll be sure to receive a new message every week as soon as they are made available. And if you'd like to learn more about Anchor Faith Church, you can stop by our website at anchorfaithaboutaustin.com. There you'll find our locations and service times, ministries that are available for you and your family. You can even give financially in support of the ministry. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time right here on the Anchor Faith Church podcast.